0: Hello and welcome to Running Down Corridors. Join Martin, Chris and Abby as they navigate the universe of Doctor Who. On this episode, they discuss Torchwood. Everything changes.
1: Hello and welcome to Running Down Corridors. I'm Martin and joining me this week is Abby. Hello. And Chris. Hello. How are you two doing? Chris, you've had a bit of a a week, I understand.
2: Yeah, I'll cut it down because I've just explained everything about 10 minutes beforehand. Eye infection probably partly caused due to hay fever. And I still haven't got full vision in my left eye.
1: And Abby, comparatively, how are you?
0: I'm okay. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, <same. laughs> I still have functioning eyes at the moment, so all is well. <laughs> well
2: I'd like, I'd, I'd, I'm hoping it restores because I had laser eye surgery about five years ago and I haven't got the money's worth yet. <laughs> if, it, if it's gone, I'm like, you. well, that was a good use of money. I might as well have bought a fucking ticket on a submarine. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You know what, when you first told me about it, I was thinking, is this a side effect from his laser eye surgery?
2: I was wondering that myself, actually. Hey, Fever, life's way of just basically punishing you for going out when it's nice. (laughs) (laughs) The sun
1: is out. Would you like not to breathe? (laughs) All right, so we've got a feature here called What Are You Twittering About? And Chris isn't on Twitter, so it's where I put three reasons to him
2: I probably wouldn't have been able to see Twitter even if I was on it at this point.
1: <laughs> I've made up, but one of them is true, and he has to guess which is which. All right, Chris, will you give us a third, Doctors? What are you Twittering about? What are you Twittering about? Okay, so are Doctor Who fans angry with Millie Gibson because she said night shoots are challenging, because she spray-painted Cockpiss Capaldi from <laughs> the TARDIS, or claimed that the real Doctor Who is the friends we made along the way?
2: Well, the last one would definitely uh, annoy people anyway because they don't want friends. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't think co- uh, <laughs> Cockpit <laughs> uh, Cabaldi would ever be spray-painted. So I'm going to have to go with the first one then because
1: of night shoots, but I'm wondering as to why.
2: Is it offensive to nocturnal
1: people? <laughs> <laughs> no, she gave She gave an interview a couple of weeks ago and... They just said, how's it going? And she said, oh, yeah, it's great. I'm having a lot of fun, but, I'm, you know, I'm finding the night shoots challenging. And people have kicked off that she's in a position lots of fans would love to be in, and she's not fully embracing it. Bloody hell.
0: <laughs> I swear. I
2: Imagine swear. that. Imagine that. You know.
0: Imagine being tired from working. How dare she?
1: <laughs> and because be she's hard. only, like, 18, it's probably yeah. her first time she's doing really
0: that. She's only as well. They were alone, for Christ's sake.
2: Yeah, and, um, you know, we've got, even Peter Capaldi said himself during the time he was doing it, while he was doing it, it was like a machine. It was really tiring work, uh, more so than he thought it would be. Oh, um, yeah.
1: Him yeah. in Series
2: series 8 compared to Series 10. Yeah. And he was sort of, yeah. you know, so what do we do? Turn on him and says, well, anyone would give to in a doctor, but you obviously aren't embracing it enough. Shut up. shut up and just piss off back to your twittering
1: have either of you got six thousand pounds just laying around
0: not currently
1: uh who told you and why (laughs) okay (laughs) because our good friends over at home leisure who make pinball machines they've released a doctor who pinball machine that will just cost you six thousand of your british pounds and they'll even come round and install it for you and level it and everything. Oh,
0: how very nice. We like that.
1: That just reminds me of that guy um, who uh, I imagine he, th- this one
2: person would own it. And he's the guy who, if I remember rightly, he, he was a, he's a massive collector of memorabilia and crap, uh, I say mainly figurines and stuff. And uh, when a little girl got the Guinness Book of Records for the biggest collection, he was the one of the first to speak up and call her a cunt. Oh my <laughs> and, I, I, and I think I've met it and I think I've definitely met this guy before as well. And I, I, I found out that it was someone I've met before and I was just like, hang on a minute. Didn't you just call a little girl a cunt just purely because it's because his collection wasn't as big as big as hers. I just imagine him or someone like that would, would pay six grand for a pinball machine. They're just going to oh. let, they're just going to polish it every day and never play it. Saying that, though, if I could, I would. I'd happily play it, but I don't think I'd want one. I haven't got the space. No, who has the space? I'd That's... make the space. <laughs> if you've got six grand to
0: spend on a pinball machine, though, surely you'd have the space to put it. No? Well,
2: well, they'd have to ask their parents, won't they?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll polish my pinball
2: machine. <laughs> I mean, it's their mean, the attic they're using,
1: you know. <laughs> and then they'll launch a Kickstarter the next week saying they haven't got money for their rent <laughs> yeah I love those
2: every time they hear a Kickstarter oh I'm really struggling I need, I'm going to struggle with my rent well stop fucking cosplaying you prick
1: <laughs> <laughs> alright let's not insult our audience uh, did you <laughs> go to John Barryman this weekend uh, no no I haven't So he went to a restaurant somewhere I guess in Florida where he lives and he went there with a friend and I had a the maitre d' at the front, walked them all through the restaurant and then walked them out in the other exit and said, you can't eat here. Whoa. <laughs> it was on his Instagram stories and he just looks really confused. Oh my
2: God, you guys, I've just been walked through the <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I can picture it. I can picture that. <laughs> that's just harsh in general. I mean, I've seen it uh, in like some TV shows and think, well, that's harsh. The fact that it's done
1: for real is still just cruel. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, can you imagine that?
2: Yes, I'm sorry, sir, you can't eat here. I hear you get your cock out in productions.
1: (laughs) I mean, we all knew about it, but I'm still offended by this thing I knew for 20 years. We are here to talk about Torchwood, Everything Changes. Now, our listeners might remember we were due to talk about this in February. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. (laughs) (laughs) So, before we get into the proper review of the episode, I'll come to you both. Abby, I'll come to you first. What was going on in your life in 2006?
0: I joined the Navy. <laughs> <laughs> As you do. So when this originally came out, I, I, I didn't see it when it aired because military. So, but now I have.
1: And Chris, where were you? Where was I? I
2: uh, was in school, uh, 15, and I can't remember, do you know, do you know, i that unimportant to me that I watched it, but I uh, <laughs> I made sure to watch it, but I can't remember when or when. Well, I think my mum and I watched it, I think. We like recorded it or something and watched it the next day.
0: Oh, please don't tell me you watched episode two with your mum. Oh, I
2: was about to
1: say. Do you know, I don't think I did. I don't know. I think I might have done, actually.
0: Oh, God.
1: <laughs> they both broadcast on the same day.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs>
1: yeah, back to back. And I remember 2006 very well because it was the year I moved out on my mum and dad's and in with my girlfriend who I would go on to be with for 12 years and have kids together. So I remember this mm-hmm. period really well, but I will say I was disappointed by the first episode when I first saw it, she didn't like it, but she loved episode two. And to this day, if torture ever comes up, she says it's not as good as it was in that second episode.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I just found the more it went on, the less I got interested, strangely. Uh, Until the second season, which won me back, I think. Series 2 is incredible.
1: Season 2 is great. So what do you guys know about the production of Torchwood?
2: Not a lot. Only that Torchwood was the anagram of Doctor Who that they used for Season 1, Series 1, to uh, hide anyone picking up the rushes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So originally, RTD conceived it as a show called Excalibur. And it was inspired by the likes of Buffy, Angel, The X-Files, and This Life, oddly. <laughs> I don't know if anybody remembers This Life. It was about lawyers who were all shagging each other and, <laughs> and stuff like that. And that's what he wanted. And he would he would kind of work on it between projects. And it just got put in a drawer. And then he'd pull it out again and write and then put it in a drawer. After Series 1 of Doctor Who was such a, just a s- smash hit that nobody was expecting. The BBC really wanted to capitalize on it and the character of Captain Jack played by John Browman was basically universally loved by like people who loved the character and they wanted more. So it was decided that they would call this spin-off Tortured and give it to Captain Jack. Hmm. And it's really interesting because they announced Tortured in October 2005. It started shooting in May 2006 and broadcast in October 2006.
0: That's a fast turnaround.
1: Basically six months. Blimey. So they had half the time and half the budget of Doctor Who make the same amount of episodes. So I think that's why a lot of Series 1 is a little bit shaky. And Chris Chibnall was originally brought on to be a writer of one episode. I think it was Countryside. And then they just kept offering him more and more work until eventually they just said, do you just want to run it?
2: I'm amazed they uh, I know he wrote didn't he write Cyberwoman as well. He did, yeah. Yeah. Countryside was excellent. That actually did that still sticks with me as a like I imagine the Wicker Man stuck for people. <laughs> you know, really
1: harrowing, harrowing story. So this also achieved BBC Free's biggest audience at that point for a show that wasn't an import. So it wasn't like sports or an American show. It got what was it? It was 2.4 million in the overnights. And it was only beaten a year later by Gavin and Stacey. (laughs) No, blimey. But if you think about it, like this show, Doctor Who and Gavin and Stacey, changed the UK's perception of Wales. Like I remember 30 years ago, if you said to someone I'm going to Cardiff, they would say, why? And now people go, oh, nice.
2: Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I still don't, still doesn't warrant enough reasons to go, but the, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but it certainly puts it on the map doesn't it mm. i mean like so much so you've got yanto's got a shrine down there yeah which i think is hilarious yeah and that's been up longer
1: than torchwood is, was ever on air so a lot of people
2: i mean there are kids grown uh who've been born and grown up who don't even recall major events like 9-11 and things like that and yet they will have no idea what torchwood is and they'll be around Cardiff Bay and then see the shrine to some guy called Ianto. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, look at it and go, who was this? This is really interesting. Why is this? Then they'll Google it and
1: go, for fuck's sake. <laughs> it's all
0: character designed by.
1: <laughs> can, can you imagine like some American tourist just stumbling across it and being like, what atrocity happened here? <laughs> <laughs>
2: I wonder if people will put up a blue plaque. That's how bad I think this is going to get. But there's a photo of... uh, I've always joked about it, that if I got to see it, I wanted a photo of me pretending to take a piss up it. (laughs) And uh, about four years ago, I think we did. (laughs) Yeah, just for a laugh. I I find it just hilarious because you look at the stuff on there and some of it looks so... Uh, some of it looks quite adorable but other bits just look so immensely pathetic
1: <laughs> there's a pair of underwear up there
2: oh, I
0: feel sorry for the actor to be fair
2: oh he, loved...
1: I, he I'm loves I'm not it. surprised <laughs> so I don't really know what else he's done <laughs> yeah, when I interviewed him he was like yeah it's great it's a, it's a Google landmark like on Google maps yeah, yeah. The Antos the Antos, right. yeah absolutely
2: insane it's weird I mean like there are it's up there with like the only cause I remember going when I went to Boston, there's the bench from goodwill hunting has actually got his own spot on Google.
1: Oh yeah. So yeah. Yanto would have that. Uh, yeah. So going back to everything changes, hmm. were you, do you remember being excited that there was a doctor who spinoff coming finally? Didn't really think much of it at the
2: time. I don't think I was, I was curious, but I wasn't that bothered as much to be honest. Um, <laughs> I mean, I eventually did enjoy it. I didn't, like, think... I, I, I suppose I'd say indifferent to it rather than anything negative. I would just kind of like, oh, well, apparently he's got his own show. So I'd be interested to see that. And um, that's pretty much what it, what it was. <laughs> the most basic uh, description of the show. But, you no, know, I don't really think... I didn't really get much of a big of appeal of it, really, because I, I don't... I'm not really one for spinoffs, because I do find that most spinoffs do tend to be flat. Uh, they don't mm. tend to work out. There are some rare exceptions, of course. I mean, like, you know, Frasier. Um, what else? It's definitely not going to be Joey, is it? Um, <laughs> Frasier,
1: Angel, Saved by the Bell. Saved by the Bell? What's that a spin-off of? The original show was called Good Morning, Miss Bliss. Oh, blimey. really? Really? Yeah. yeah, they just took the kids and made a show about them and called it Saved by the Bell. Oh, really? Uh, NCIS, that's a really successful show. Oh, sort of yeah, yeah, yeah. offs. Mm. Yeah, that, that's why spin offs don't get as much money as the parent show is because they're always worried that they're, you know, statistically, most spin offs fail. Mm. So they get yeah. half the budget of the parent show. Like the first series of Frasier had half the budget of Cheers. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was just,
2: I think it works better in a kind of sense when it was. Well, Frasier was after Cheers had finished. So it was sort of more if you've got an appetite for Cheers, mm. follow on with Frasier. Um, when you the problem i find with some when you do spin off, especially walking dead's the best example of the worst handling is that it's a lot of plate spinning where and it affects the main show yeah um and I, and I and that's quite that's something i find that with uh um quite a few quite a few different um you know walking dead's probably the biggest one i could think of i mean uh i can't think of any others that have run side by side but I think with Torchwood, I think it wasn't the aim. It was meant to be for the more adult. But then they also did a a censored version that they put out for, I think it was the following year or something. They put out, uh, they sort of went over the and edited it so it was completely clean, just so younger people could watch
1: Captain Jack. Blimey. Yeah, Series 2, they uh, did re-edit and it went out at 6pm. <laughs> you didn't have to lose that much from it to make it work. How did the second episode work then? I mean, they just did it from series two.
0: Yeah,
2: there's a lot in season one. Yeah. (laughs) Imagine how could you make the orgasm
1: alien (laughs) possibly in any way clean? Having a wank over the security footage. (laughs) (laughs) So, Abby, when did you first see this? Was it recently?
0: Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I hadn't really watched any um, Torchwood. I'd watched episode two. Reasons and uh f- what's the one with Jack when he's in the eighteen hundreds?
1: Oh, fragments.
0: Fragments. They are literally the only two I had watched.
1: Yeah, fragments is amazing. I brought fragments the second it finished. I went because you know back in the day we had iPod videos and the iPlayer was only on a computer. Mm. So I I went on iTunes and brought that episode so I could watch it again the next day. And that's it. That's a question. But yeah, going back to Everything Changes, I remember all the online speculation because Eve Miles was recast
0: in a role. And people were like, oh, it's
1: it's going to be connected. And Naoko Mori was back. And she is the most beautiful woman that's ever been in anything Doctor Who related.
2: Uh, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I've had more productive evenings. Uh, No. (laughs) Sorry, that's too vulgar. I'm only joking. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: no, no. I haven't done that.
2: <laughs> no, she's a tragic woman, though. She is a tragic
1: woman. Why do you think it is that Tortured largely gets dismissed, but the Sarah Jane Adventures is kind of held up?
2: I think because Liz Sladen. I think it's because there's with. I think Sarah Jane Adventures works better in a sense for uh, because it was primarily done for. The kids, it was a, a spin off of the kids on CBBC, and but as we all know, with Doctor Who, a kid show is appealed to everyone of all ages. So, I doubt people in there, you know, above the age of I doubt that anyone over the age of 14 didn't decide to check it out. Mm. Um, and I think it has also got that sort of it just a uh, sort of a wholesome feel to it. I think torchwood nowadays is probably, I think, it's had a bit few quite a few more problems. One the adult feel at the time felt like it was I don't know, it felt forced to me. Yeah. Um I felt like it was trying too much to be adult, making Doctor Who adult. And I didn't I don't I didn't find that quite comfortable to watch at the time. It was like it was something you had to get used to.
0: Completely agree with that.
2: The second series was better and it sort of had a bit more of the healthier tone to it and it was, was more enjoyable. But, I mean, like, I suppose it's the same thing that people have when they watch the, new, the latest Star Trek stuff they put out and you've got characters going, fuck. You know, it's kind of, it's, it's just disconcerting. It really does throw you. I also think, um, I mean, Torchwood's Children of Earth was the best thing they did, but it's so dark and grim that generally you have to be in that depressed mood <laughs> to sit there and watch it. You don't just sit back on a nice day and go, do you know what I fancy watching, darling? I fancy sitting back and enjoying Children of Earth because I feel happy today. You know, it, <laughs> it just doesn't happen. Um, whereas Sarah Jane Adventure just, to me, felt more like Doctor Who, in a sense, I suppose, yeah. which made it feel a bit easier to watch. That said, I haven't watched all of them.
1: <laughs> I think where Sarah Jane had the advantage over Torchwood is it had a pilot, so they got to test what would work and what didn't, whereas Torchwood went straight oh, yeah. And for a lot of that first series, there was nobody in charge because it was assumed RTD would run that and Doctor Who. And then it quickly became apparent that couldn't happen. Yeah. Mm. So I think maybe yeah, all those um all those criticisms that it was trying too hard, I think they were because they didn't really know what it was. And I think by the time you get to series two, they, they know what it is and they keep everything that worked and they jettison everything that didn't. And interestingly, people think there's less swearing in Series 2. There's actually more. Oh, really? But Yeah, they just use it differently. So somebody will only swear when they get shot or something like that, and you don't really notice it. But when they're just effing and jeffing for the sake of effing and jeffing, it kind of sticks out like a sore thumb. It felt like watching a student film
2: where they try to be edgy. (laughs) You know, they'll they'll throw in the the effing and jeffing, and just stuff for the sake of it. And it just doesn't feel like you need to at that point. I don't think it was as comfortable to watch Torchwood, which is probably why it's not as held up as such. Mm. And then, of course, you got Miracle Day, which I I thought wasn't a bad premise. I think, actually, I I quite enjoyed it on the whole. It just needed to be shorter.
1: Five-episode idea stretched to ten episodes.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And obviously then there wasn't really much of an interest to continue after that, I suppose. I mean, Big Finish have done their ranges, which I'll I'll be honest, I haven't managed to keep up with because I need to buy food and drink and things from family to live, you know. (laughs) There's the time aspect as well. Yeah, I don't have time to sit down. And how can I explain to a two-year-old, sorry, I'm just watching, uh, I'm just listening to a a, a drama at the moment. (laughs) Could you
1: please keep the voice down?
0: (laughs) Hush, Daddy's listening.
1: I've always liked Tortured. I remember being really disappointed by these first two episodes because I hadn't enjoyed Series Two of Doctor Who. And before anyone comes at me online, I know there are some golden episodes in Series Two of Doctor Who. Oh,
2: I'll be, I'll be up there with you actually uh, to defend you. I, I think Series Two is actually quite weak.
1: These two episodes of Tortured happened, and I was like, oh, they fucked it. Then we got to Episode Three. Yeah, yeah. That's the first good episode of Torchwood where I was like, oh, I see what they're going for.
2: Yeah, no, I can agree with that. That was a good one. Yeah, the first two were just just bizarre. Well, the first one just felt like a really dull pilot in a sense.
0: It definitely it definitely reflects like the Rose situation, you know, like intro episode go.
2: Yeah. How can we introduce Torchwood? We'll do it through Gwen. Yeah. Um, just have a, yeah, it's, I don't know, I don't know. Which I, I, I,
0: I, I, get that it need, I get that they need to establish that. And the first episode's always going to be that who is Torchwood type thing. Um, but yes, I am going to watch episode three soon, I feel.
1: <laughs> I do th- yeah, it's really
2: good. Well, one thing I do like is, the one thing to Torchwood's credit is that it ends season one with the start of Utopia. Yeah. Uh, so they find a way to bridge it together. And the hand thing in the in the jar—that's in the series. Yeah. So it does. There's the connections there, um, which I do like because then by the time they come into the Utopia, you go,
0: oh yeah, oh, that's when that happens, yeah. yeah, I've seen I've seen that clip. I've seen that clip of him walking off to get the hand and all that.
1: Because RTD's big rule was the doctor can never appear because then kids will want to watch torture it. Yeah. And I remember at the time thinking how weird it was to have an adult set show in that time. But I think it's actually really smart because you can deal with the darker side and what happens when the Doctor doesn't show up.
2: That's true, yeah. I mean, like there's that bit, and I think it's the last episode of Children of Earth, isn't it, where Gwen's saying the Doctor must look at us sometimes and look at us in shame and not want to come and help. Um, And while that is nice, there are points where, like, I think the common criticism is pretty much, and I have the same thought with the with marvel spinoffs is where were the Avengers? where was the doctor throughout this and every and everyone criticized the same thing that if the doctor turned up during the four five six uh problem, you know there it would have been resolved a bit better you know or something potentially um which made it so bleak that it wasn't um. I suppose that, and there's always that criticism. I think Sarah Jane Adventures, on the contrast, it worked because the threats were large, but not necessarily too large so that they couldn't have been handled. Yeah. And that's the issue. And I find that with Marvel, really, it's like people wondering, well, what can the Avengers just turn up? They'd, they'd solve this.
1: Yeah, there is that element. I mean, I believe the doctor might look in on an event and be like, oh no, Jack's got this, or Sarah Jane's got this. By the time you get to series three and four of Tortured, you like, no, the Doctor would show up for this. I suppose to be, I suppose in a sense it could
2: have, like, a unit series, which if they are making this, it would be good, is that obviously the Doctor isn't there throughout all of units' encounters. Otherwise, there's no point. But if I was the government, I certainly wouldn't give them any more budget. You know, <laughs> <laughs> got, you know like, hang on a minute, you only have six issues a year, and the Doctor's there for each of them. Let's just leave it. <laughs> There's no point. There's no point putting the money behind if you're only going to be open six times a year. I suppose it is. But then you do have, I suppose it is nice in a sense like, in Sh- I always thought this about Sherlock Holmes really uh, and some detective shows where the detective isn't actually, you know, he's a private eye but they always make out how thick the police are. <laughs> like they're incapable of, of doing anything without Sherlock Holmes there. It, you know, they're, they're like, jeez Sherlock Holmes. Mr Holmes I didn't think uh, <laughs> I, 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 I,
0: I didn't think of dusting of the fingerprints there Mr yeah, Holmes yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah exactly you're <Yeah>, like oh, <laughs> oh blimey I didn't know about that
0: oh I didn't see that knife on that knife that blood on that knife there I haven't, seen
2: I haven't been a police officer for 40 years without knowing a all few my things.
0: life I've been a police officer and never have I thought to shed the knife of blood before Sherlock Holmes you are amazing <laughs>
2: I just picture it like it should be a Mitchell and Webb sketch. And he goes, you know, just David Mitchell sort of turning to go. Oh, so I've been a police officer for forty years, and suddenly I I don't know anything. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I not dust for print? Did I not check the alibis of all the all the witnesses? Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize it was all. And, you know, oh, when Sherlock Holmes is here, we better let him do it all. For God's sake, you know. That's uh, a really good impression. Like, oh, thank you very much. I have been working on it. So in a sense, it's quite nice to, to see, you know, what would happen if the Doctor wasn't there.
0: Getting the Doctor in is the easy fix. Because we've had this, because, so on our channel, we have a series called Tusks of London, mm. which is a spin-off of Doctor Who. It's We we thingy we it as Sarah Jane meets Dodger, basically. But there's All no right. Doctor to resolve any issues. Yeah. So it's a hurdle, it's a hurdle but it ma- makes you th- actually have to think of how to conquer and destroy or get rid of Zed element without the Doctor intervening, because it's like you know you know how when they got rid of the Sonic screwdriver because it was just there for easy f- to f- easily fix. Yeah.
2: It? How is the Doctor going to get out of it now? Or yeah. Just
0: use the Sonic. It's the same thing, really, isn't it? Oh, the Doctor's not there. You're actually going to have to use your brains. You know, I quite like that element.
2: Yeah but yeah, I find it just uh, when it comes to Tortured it aimed too high with Children of Earth and Miracle Day like far too high um, which made it more interesting but the problem is like if you forget that a doctor exists it's perfect
0: yeah
2: uh, but if you don't you're like oh, you kind of could have sorted this out quite quickly i would have thought <laughs>
1: <laughs> if you go back to the original announcement about Tortured in October 2005 there are two or three producers that are named on there that aren't named when the series comes to be. Oh, dear. I imagine they just balked at the pressure of getting this show made within six months.
2: And then you have people like, what's his name? Ness or something. You stuck
1: around Patrick Ness, who's still brave enough to put his name on it. (laughs) 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 Yeah. And what I loved about this first episode is they put Susie on all the promo material. Yeah, yeah, that was a kick in a nuts. It's an idea Joss Whedon came up with for Buffy that RTD lifted. In the pilot episode of Buffy, there's a character called Jesse. And Joss Whedon wanted to put Jesse in all the opening credits and stuff like that. But it was deemed too expensive. But oh. RTD finally got to do it for, for Susie. And because she shows up later in the series as well, when they put out the Series 1 trailer, there's another adventure with her there. I, that's so smart. Because I didn't see that coming. Yeah, no,
2: very true.
0: Isn't she the one coming back as well? Or right, like, bro
2: Playing a completely different character, but yeah.
0: That's going to have lead to so many, like, it's going to be the Eve Miles thing all over again.
1: So Shiko being the tech expert, that kind of uh, led to a bit of a backlash because she was a doctor the first time we saw her. They did write that in, didn't they? In season two,
2: just before she dies. Uh, yeah. He says, oh yeah, what was it? Space Pig. Because he was, I think it was meant to be Owen, wasn't it? Played by Burn Gorman. Yeah, but he was hungover,
1: and he was hungover, so she filled in as the as the doctor. Hmm. We should talk about Owen, while you've just mentioned him.
0: Yes, I was going to bring that one up, actually.
1: Yeah, so go on, Abby. Why don't you raise your point? Do you know I haven't watched it in a while? Go on, oh, remind oh, me. He
0: basically date rapes a girl and a boy. What? Yeah. He's got like this pheromone spray. And he comes he goes up to this girl and this girl's like, I'm not interested. And he's like, Well, I am, and then he sprays her with this spray, and then she's like, Oh my god, I love you. And then on the way out of the club, her boyfriend's like, What are you doing? And then they start arguing and then Owen's like, Oh well. And then he sprays him as well, and then basically takes them back to his apartment.
1: And that's the first episode. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, that's in the first episode. Now, my headcanon, the way I kind of answer this is that and it's bollocks it's complete bollocks <laughs> My opinion, um is that the spray just speeds up what was going to happen oh shut up <laughs> <laughs> you're part of the problem martin you're part <laughs> of the problem mate <laughs> uh, yeah it is odd but then again that speaks to the more adult nature of the show is in doctor who and sarah jane good is good bad is bad in torchwood you know, the bad character is sometimes the good character.
0: There are, by the sounds of stuff I've heard from other people who have watched the series, there are a couple of things like that that are a little. now, looking back, have not aged particularly well. And this is one of
1: them, I feel. Mm. It's a teenage, horny teenage boy's fantasy. What if I could make a girl fancy me? That's what I mean. It
2: feels very much like that student film that's trying too hard. Mm. You know, it's like... You know, you can almost see the erection in the writer, (laughs) you know, that's keeping the laptop up and it's just disgusting.
1: It wouldn't be included today. No,
2: I don't think much would be included today, but that's a different point. Yeah. I suppose that's how this sort of works. Like, I'm, I'm actually gobsmacked because I can't remember that happening at all because it's been so long since I've seen it. And now that you've said that, I'm like, oh, my God. And that's probably how backlash like this happens is that knee-jerk to go, that's horrible. Mm. Uh, I didn't watch the episode in any context, really. <laughs> you know? Uh, God.
1: So, yeah, it comes in a scene where Eve, Eve Miles is saying to John Barrowman, but what about the tech? And he goes, oh, it all stays on the base. Nobody takes it home. And then it comes Oh, cuts yeah. Who's he working with the glove? Owen with his aftershave. And then, what I love is that Jocico is such a nerd. She's just taken a device home so she can scan her books. Yeah,
0: I wondered what that was. I'm like, what is she doing?
1: <laughs>
0: Scanning books. Do
2: you know I saw that uh, there was like an advert at one point that was for like an app where you can basically will, you use your phone and you scan photos of books. You know, like uh, pages of books. You go. I don't know about you, but I just take the book, <laughs> just, <laughs> she's just read the book. book, open the book. Just read the book. You d- you can't be so relying on a Kindle that you just go. I don't need this book. I'm going to take the arduous task of uh, scanning every page so I can enjoy this book.
1: <laughs> I'd get it if you scanned it and it turned it into an audio book.
2: Oh yeah, like, yeah. That. But yeah, just
1: scanning it, it's like what was like
2: it? Like, it, like the text to speech sort of thing.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, that's fair enough. It's probably what I'm tempted to do if my eye doesn't heal up. <laughs>
1: Did you know that uh, John Barrowman's coat in this episode isn't the same from Doctor Who? No, it's completely different.
0: No, is it?
1: Because John Barrowman is allergic to wool. Ah. So in Doctor Who, what they were doing is they were putting him in long johns and he would have the full wool coat on.
0: I will say this. I have got that jacket. Not his actual jacket. I've got the plus. You were talking about cosplayers earlier. I've actually got that matching jacket in wool. And it's not it's not a pleasant material at all.
2: You didn't have to, yeah. But you didn't do a you didn't do a GoFundMe because you were there. No, no, like, well, no. Well, that was no, six no. grand. I'm not getting. It.
0: <laughs> but as someone who's obviously been in the military and had had to wear, yeah, Royal Navy number one dress. So that's wool. But this is just no. I do get why they changed the coat because
1: <laughs> when he's just a guest star, you can make him do it. But when he, when he's the lead. Kind of adds up though, doesn't it? Because
2: essentially, it's he goes back in time and lives out uh, another life and then would have collected a new jacket at some point. So, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: (laughs) He's like that. I don't want the wall on this time.
1: (laughs) I bet that was the first line of his contract. No wall. (laughs) Do you think Jack's a natural leader? Because one criticism that always comes up about Torchwood is that Jack needed a boss to fight against. I think he would have added something.
2: But, mm. Yeah, I suppose, actually. I don't think he's much of a leader as such, actually. No, you said that. I could see him quite easily being the, you know. Assistant manager. Second, yeah. The cocky number two. You know, like the Jack yeah. Bauer. Because, you know, Jack Bauer was never the boss. He was always under someone.
0: The Will um, Wright.
2: Um, yeah. No, I did not really think of him like that until now. There you go.
1: We're all different people, two different people. So in different situations, we will be slightly different. I mean, with our parents, we're different than what we are with our kids. And with our kids, we're different than we are at work. So I I guess it just shows a different facet of the character. Mm -hmm. But yeah, in Big Finish, they give him a boss. That's true. He is going against someone and it, it is slightly more interesting. All right. And another thing I completely forgot about until I rewatched this was they were trying to do a Jack and Gwen romance. That seemed weird. I didn't like it.
0: Oh, no, sir. No. And they
1: dropped that pretty quickly, and I'm so happy they did. Yeah. You know, I don't mind them fancying each other a little bit, or there's a bit of attraction there. But yeah, I didn't want to see them together.
2: Or especially if, um, his name, what's
1: he, what's, uh, what's her husband's name in it? Reese, played by Kai Owen. Rhys. No.
2: Now he's a he's a dude and a half. I, I always enjoyed his bits coming in. So he's just uh just felt normal. <laughs>
1: mm. When we know Gwen, mm. he need another normal character to come into that world. Yeah. And that's what they do with series two. But originally Reese was meant to die. Oh. Yeah, I don't want to spoil it, but he was he was meant to die at the end of series one. And what they were doing with series one is they were kind of shooting on first drafts. Right. They were shooting whatever script was ready first. Yeah. And the original idea for the series is Yanto was going to be the villain of series one.
0: Oh, yeah, I heard that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Throughout the series, we were going to see him stealing little bits of tech in the background. And then episode 10 hmm. was going to be Cyberwoman. And we were going to learn that he was keeping his girlfriend alive with all the stolen tech. And it was going to be set in another location. I think Cyber Woman is the most frustrating episode for me because the core idea is really good. It felt like it was very, it, very sudden, doesn't it? It felt like if he did, you left that
2: to the end. And yeah. And it you know, and, then, and it built up as to what he playing at. What's he doing? What's he, he's, he's doing lots of strange things. He's taking things. What's he doing? You know, and it adds to that. But whereas it was just episode four. (laughs) Just suddenly, just suddenly, episode four, he goes, Oh, all right, uh, goodbye then. I'll I'll see you later. And then suddenly, just he then goes and sees his cyber girlfriend.
0: (laughs) Did I mention I have a cyber (laughs) girlfriend?
1: And budget reasons meant they had to keep it in the hub. And then when they cut all that bits of him, like pocket and tech, it just kind of meant that Yanto has no character in that first series. It's just it's just kind of there. And I I went to my first ever Comic-Con in 2007 and I met Gareth David Lloyd and mm. I paid five quid to get his autograph. And I said to him, look, no offense, mate, but do you have that, actually have anything to do in Series 2? And he was like, oh, yes. Yeah, don't worry. Yeah. So we're, we're kind of struggling a little bit to talk about everything changes. Because did everything change, I suppose, is the question. Did everything change, Abby?
0: I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Gwen, Gwen stopped I, that's the one thing that did get me is like do you want to join the team and she just went yeah I, I feel I, I, <laughs> <laughs> like, like yeah. Where, you know like whereas in Rose she was like is it dangerous like she was asking all these questions and mm. she just went yeah alright and I kind of uh, I felt I feel like it was kind of sh- cut short in that last moment but that's just me
1: Maybe it would have been better handled if it had been over a couple of episodes. She Mm -hmm. runs into them on a couple of cases and then ends up working for them. I don't know. But I get why they want to have her done in that first episode. Yeah. This episode is dog shit on (laughs) Blu-ray. I I don't know why, but the frame rate is totally off. Mm. And it's fine on DVD. It's fine if you purchase it from iTunes. It's fine on iPlayer. But for some reason, the Blu-ray, just it plays too quickly and it's, it's kind of out of sync. Well, if that's your only <laughs> criticism, you're in for a treat. <laughs> I mean, yeah, looking back now with, with the hindsight of 2006 and nostalgia, did I say that right? And with nostalgia, I like this episode now.
0: Fair, fair.
1: My fiance prefers torture to Doctor Who. Hmm.
0: Everybody so, is entitled to their own well, you're, still,
1: you're still proceeding with this uh, marriage, are you? <laughs> there are times where I will come out and she'll just have an episode of Torchwood on. Or if I'm listening to a wow. big finish, she'll say, put that through the speakers. And she never just watches Doctor Who. She never listens to anything Doctor Who related. But she will for a Torchwood. Hmm. She just sees it as disposable fun. Yeah, that's probably the that's the best description of it. <laughs> It's disposable fun. You don't even need to worry about it. (laughs) Did you guys see the uh, Doctor Who exhibition poster in the background? No. No? When Gwen is following them in the police car, she goes around the roundabout, and in the background, you can see it on Blu-ray, maybe you can't see it on iPlayer or something, but there's a poster for the Doctor Who exhibition. Oh, dear. (laughs) It was in the Red Dragon Center at the time. But... Later on in the series, you see uh, Gwen and Reese's CD collection, and they've got a Billy Piper CD. (laughs) Billy Piper exists in the Doctor Who universe.
0: (laughs) I kind of love that.
1: (laughs) What do you guys make of the Tortured Hub? Because I think that's just glorious. Certainly it feels like a playground I'd like to play in. Yeah, the first two floors are real, and then obviously the rest was filled in with CGI, but Mm. it's an impressive set.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, quite a cool little place to run around in.
0: The uh, the design's lovely, like the whole yeah. like kind of like underground station, but like a techie like yeah. Like neither of you then did um time fracture,
2: did you? No, yeah. no.
0: Well, sad face. Because they had a they had a, they had a torchwood bit in there, and oh lord, it was. Mm, you know you want about like playing in the torchwood harbour. Like, it was very much just that. Oh, it was so
1: good. <laughs> yeah, I wish you'd gone. I just never really got around to it, and then I had a hip replacement and yeah. couldn't. And
2: I couldn't justify. I couldn't justify the money for it.
0: I'm only twenty minutes from London, so uh, it was like you do like on the deal, do, on the day deals. So it was like, come on, Noah, let's go to tour. Let's go to Time Fracture and do one of the little things. But yeah, they had a they had a Torchwood hub in that, and they had like a little lounge area with like pizzas lying around, and they had. Ten's hand and is it mistletoe they used to the f- get rid of werewolves and stuff like that? It's just hanging around and oh, like wow. all the task sheets and oh, it was it, oh, so cool.
1: <laughs> oh, it does sound good. So do you guys think there's space for torture to come back? No,
0: no,
2: far too long. It's been far too long. It will exist. A big finish. It will work in a big finish way because. Big Finish's strength is... Nostalgia. Nostalgia, yeah. Uh, it's essentially, well, before the show, even, Doctor Who even came back, it was just keeping people alive and, you know, by uh, keeping the show alive in its own way, by throwing, you know, new adventures with the existing cast and things. And Torchwood, I think, falls quite nicely into that because it would never come back on TV.
0: Especially if they are doing this unit spin-off as well, it definitely
2: won't have a place.
1: Yeah. I think characters from Tortured might show up. I could see Gwen showing up in unit.
2: Mm, I don't know, because I just don't
1: feel... I generally
2: find sometimes when they throw cameos in...
0: It'll just be Martha Jones. She gets everywhere.
2: I don't even think people (laughs) would care much for that anymore. I feel like there's been so much time Mm, since that I don't think people would know who he was. Like even I even thought when Captain Jack, and I think we spoke about it on the podcast before Martin's when Captain Jack came back in uh in Jody's episodes, I, oh my kids had no idea
1: who he was, yeah,
2: yeah. I just found it, it was so bizarre it was it was really a I don't agree necessarily with throwing in a character without some real proper reason mm. just for the sake of the older lot watching. i th- I just don't find that works. I mean I've been watching the Fort Bonte series on disney plus lately and uh i've not seen
1: it yet how is it it's quite good well
2: it's all right it's it starts off it looks like a pointless (laughs) excuse of a series but it's actually quite a nice little continuation of the characters but anyway i won't go on that we're talking about torture but (laughs) i find like they've got appearances in the show that feel just like they fit you know there's uh and there are some other shows that do the same sequels long awaited sequels, and things where you're just like you are just thrown that in. there are some that have really just you've just thrown that in for the sake of it, which is what it feels like when Doctor Who do that, which is why I'm not really that keen you know, on Bonnie Langford coming back. I mean who's going to give a toss if you're meant to attract new people and then suddenly you throw in Mel <laughs> <a companion laughs> no one wanted to see come back
1: <laughs> in terms of Bonnie Langford, she might appeal to the broader audience because she was in. EastEnders for about six years.
0: She's a West uh, End star as well. So that might Yeah. Get, so,
1: like, mm. my mom knows who she is now. I
2: don't know. But the fact that she, I don't know, it just feels like a really scrape of the barrel sort of thing to do.
1: <laughs> He's probably I,
2: setting up the unit
1: spin off and yeah. bringing new characters. Yeah.
2: I just think, I think, but yeah, I don't think, I think Torchwood it had its day. It's gone. And, you know, we don't, we don't need it. It's like even some of Big Finish's output, I find we don't need it. We don't need to see Rani continue on Bannerman Road, uh controversial as that opinion is.
0: Nostalgia.
2: It's just, yeah, it's just continued for the nostalgia's sake, but it's it's not necessary is the point. <laughs> yeah,
0: I okay, get yeah.
2: And I think she's, I, I personally think she's better than, uh, I could never pronounce her name. Angie, is it, is it Angie?
1: Angjili Mahinda?
2: Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I think her career has taken off in such a way that I've, Feel her coming back to do Ronnie's a bit of a a bit of a bit of shit. Really. I think you're bigger than this. You've moved on, Eve Miles as well. Same principle. I think you know she she can she's done other things since, which I think are much better. John Barrowman. I mean, John Barrowman. He's just needs to put his
1: cock away. <laughs> All right, Abby. I'm going to come to you. What are we going to review next?
0: What about class?
1: Should we do a class?
0: The first episode of class.
1: First
2: episode of class. I can do because I. Couldn't make it further than that. All
1: right. And on that note, good night. Bye. You have been listening to Running Down Corridors. If you've enjoyed it, please consider
0: leaving us a five-star rating on your podcast app of choice. Next week, we'll be discussing class. For tonight, we might die.